0: Tom Turbovich! Get ready for a Tommy Turbo Masterclass. Masterclass. Aimless Tuesday, Tuesday is here. And the boys are hard as a rock. Don't be a weak gutted dog. Leave that for Jamin Salmon. Get ready, Get ready for the, for the best Supercoach coach show on the planet. On the planet. It's so good, it's better than Lego. You're You're now now listening to to the Super Coach Experience Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Brandon Savage. Brandon Savage. Hello and welcome to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of the Jamin Salmons. Round 23 is done and dusted and in the books. And Jesus, it was a big round. We're here in the DM Podcast Studio Here, Brandon Savage by himself. I know don't turn off your podcast listening platform right now because I know if I'm listening to someone talk to themselves, I immediately turn it off. So bear with me. We had a lot of different um, solutions we could have recorded the podcast at today, but we decided that I couldn't make the later session and the boys were going to do it. And I just thought, hey, I think I've got to front up after last week and what happened on the weekend, and I've given the boys the choice whether to record their own podcast later, so uh, we'll see if that happens, but I am going to front front the camera because honestly, on the weekend, probably the worst coach week of my career, 1,041 ranked 86,000th for the round. I couldn't believe it. This is an all-time low for the Jamin Salmons for my Supercoach side. I was in 400th. I'm now 1,600th. Mikey is ranked higher than me. What is going on with life? I think there's two things to learn from here. Yes, I was set up very nicely and had a lot of depth, but I feel like... If you've got a lot of depth, you've got to make sure you got the key, guys. There's no point of having depth if your side is scoring 200 to 300 points lower than everybody else on these types of weeks. There, I've got to put it down to a certain week. So the week before the Supercoach Experience drinks, I was able to go Gartho to Teddy and Richie Kennard to Cameron Munster. And I did not think twice about them trades because I was like, I can get in two guns for the price of one gun and one midi. And it was a no-brainer for me. I could have sold someone to get in Kalen Ponga that week instead of Cameron Munster. I could have got in Kalen Ponga that week. I think, actually, I think that week I was 100K short, but it, it just needed to be done. I should have looked closely at his draw. I don't have David Fafida. I don't have Nico Hines. I traded out Nico Hines. This is another week that absolutely killed me. That same weekend, I traded in Nathan Cleary. Or maybe it was the next weekend. I traded in Nathan Cleary when he wasn't back yet. He got ruled out against the Dolphins. So I went to Mitch Moses. And that burned me another trade. And I was always planning to use my last trade to go Moses to Hines. Hines didn't lose enough money and Moses didn't gain enough money. So I have one trade left, and I can't afford to do Moses to Heinz. I'm in all sorts, absolute all sorts. But today's podcast, not just about me. I think I just had to front the camera and let everyone know, yeah, I'm feeling it. But at the same time, it feels like a monkey off the back. I'm, I've am i got a second bite of the cherry in most of my head-to-head finals. So I'm feeling positive. I'm very happy with how my side is set up. Minus KP KP against the dogs, Jesus. Like, I feel like all year I've I've missed these. I haven't missed these guys, but I've been on these guys. But there's always someone in a period, and it's been the it's been a story of three quarters. And I feel like if I jumped on these players in these periods, I'd be way higher than I would than I am now. So Rhys Walsh in the first third of the season, Doreen Buller in the second third of the season, and Caelan Ponga in the third third of the season. They're all fullbacks. Caelan Ponga is available at 5'8", but dare I say he's not going to be available there next year. These fullbacks, it it just proves that you need these fullbacks. You need these fullbacks to score well. And if I had KP over Moses, my score swings from a 1,040 to about a, 1,200. And if I had Nico instead of Moses, then I'm pretty much par with everyone else. That's two decisions that didn't go my way and a 400-point swing pretty much with most sides. So um, I think overall glory and my overall aspirations for the year, they're gone. They're gone. I was hoping to get in the top 50. That's not happening anymore. I'm 1,600. And I thought last week that being out of the top 1,000 was not possible, not possible at all. I'm sitting here 1,600th, one trade left. I can't strike. Things. I, I just need the supercoach gods to come with me. But enough about me. Uh, Picklebet had a blinder on the weekend. So if you want to sign up with Picklebet, use the code turbo to let them know that you're coming from us. Over 18, gamble responsibility, far out. Jesus, I'm rattled. I'm so rattled, guys, and I'm so sorry. This is why I don't like doing a podcast by myself because when I get rattled, somebody can just cut in and be like, hey, don't worry about it and ease me. Traded in and traded out players this week. So on the number 1 to 10, traded in and traded out this week, the number one traded out play is Charles nickel Klockstad. So I got Chance nickel Klockstad in last week for Alex Johnson. I know all week last week I was doing Ramian to Gagai and that would have been a beautiful trade. It would have helped and it would be my side would have scored maybe 1,100 instead of what it scored and it would have given me a point of difference. It wasn't to be uh, he's the most traded out this week. It's his third concussion this year and he was classified a uh, Category 1, uh, won't be named. This is I'm recording this before TLT, and I don't think he will be named. So I think he's a good trade-out, especially if you've got the trades, because I think he will miss a couple of weeks, considering it is his third HIA. Valentine Holmes, second on the list. He's um, – I think you've got to sell him if you've got him, because no point holding on to him. Mitch Moses, number three. His draw gets a bit tricky now. I think a lot of people were waiting for last week against St. George, and it's a bit of a bummer that he missed out on that big score. But – None to be uh, move on from him now. Dylan Edwards is number four. This is a tricky one because the Panthers have a good draw from now. They've got a pretty good draw coming up and they've got Manly this week at home and Dylan Edwards scored four tries against Manly their last outing and scored 163 points. So I think selling Dylan Edwards now, you'd have to be very brave to do so. Uh, I'm... I think this run now of Manly, Gold Coast and Parramatta is what I held on to Dylan Edwards for. And I really think getting him in and getting him out this week is not that good a move. If you're selling to Latrell, who's playing St. George, um, yeah, I get it. But I think if you've gone this far holding Dylan Edwards, I don't see why you would trade him out this week. Uh, number four... On the traded out list is number five, Scott Drinkwater. I think I advised against a lot of people to sell him last week, over a million dollars, but he's 950 k at the moment. Got the buy this week. I think it's it's a beautiful trade doing him to Latrell this week. John Bateman and Ruben Garrick next on the list. These guys are just not performing how we thought they would. Um, so I think these are good trades. Renato Militalo, very interesting one at number eight. He has a Gold Coast Titans this week, and he has, I think, maybe one or two good matchups to come up, so I think I'd hold on to him, especially at the price. I think he's at a nice price, and a lot of people have sold him, so if he gets named this week, I'm very tempted to play him. Uh know a lot of sides have their Kalen Pongers and all these sort of players that I don't have, but... I really think that Mulatalo could be a nice option against the Titans this week. Clint Gutson is at 840k. I saw him a couple of weeks ago, and I thought people were crazy for holding on to him. He's kept it up, and he's he's scored so well. 840k, you got a lot of value out of him, so I think it's a great trade. Cody Walker at number 10. Play St. George this week. St. George would be more resilient than a lot of people are giving him credit for, and they have been over the last couple of weeks. So I'd be. I don't hate the move. Timmy did it last week, actually. He sold AJ and Cody just knowing he wanted Chance and DWZ. I think he would take back the Chance move just knowing that he's out now. But I think selling Cody was not a bad play because he doesn't look like he's going to quite hit that ceiling before the grand final. And a lot of people are going to be caught out short with no trades in the grand final and wondering what to do with with Cody Walker. Uh, number one on the traded in list, Brian Todd, 746k. He's been phenomenal, hasn't he? He's also got a good matchup this week, next week, the week after. They got the Titans and Parramatta. As I said, with Dylan Edwards, and that right side seems to be their dominant side. I know the left has been so dominant in the past, but Taruva's just—it's not getting past Sorensen and Lui, and Lui's—he's doing a great job out there. But their right side—it's getting out to, to- oh, every time, and he's just icing every single opportunity, scoring so well, and I think. I think the time was a couple of weeks ago to get on to him, but I don't hate the move. But I also think he's the kind of guy, I know fading players has been my detriment this year, but I think I think he can go without To'o because he scored two tries in the last few outings, the last two outings at least. So let's go into his scores. His last two scores, 108, 84, 104. In the last three matchups, they've had pretty good matchups and he scored two tries, one try, two tries, and he's gone the last six matches scoring tries. I think he goes again this week. I think, honestly, I do think he goes again this week. So I love the trade-in, especially with the draw. You can't go wrong with it. And especially, like, I'm talking on terms of not having any trades. A lot of people have been smart and held trades. I know I, I did save a lot of trades, but I have wasted trades unnecessarily a lot during the season. I do have to touch on, in our overall race, there's a new leader. Mac McClung has taken over. Wolfpack, Sam, the coach of Wolfpack, was number one from round 12, and They've been neck and neck for a couple of weeks now and I I, I think I've seen this coming for a long time. He's just, Mac McClung has closed the gap in and in and I think he's about eight points ahead of Wolfpack now and if the rumors are true, I haven't looked it up on NRL Supercoach Pro but if you have NRL Supercoach Pro, have a look, have a look how many trades I have and I have heard second Wolfpack doesn't have trades left. So, very tricky position he's been in. Latrell Mitchell is the second most traded in. Playing St. George this week, yeah, 720K, he's at a good price. He's at a very good price. So, I think this week and next week, he's going to score a massive score either this week or next week, and that could pretty much guarantee your final spot. So, I don't hate it, but at the same time, You're only getting three weeks out of him for the rest of the year, with four weeks remaining. Don't know about it. Jermaine Asako is the third most traded in. He was on the list for everybody to sell last week, so I don't understand why people are trading him in this week. He is at a cheap price, and if the Dolphins can just continue this run and just keep it up for the rest of the season... I've said it all year. Surely surely the scores stop, but they haven't. He did go quiet for a couple of weeks just towards the end of the buy period, and he's come back this week with a bang. He's he's still, throughout the buy period, he's scored a lot of tries, just hasn't quite hit that ton that a lot of us have expected him to hit. He did give up the goal kicking on the weekend. I think that's nothing to worry about if you are an owner. I think he retains it again, but he is playing the Roosters this week. Played the Roosters earlier in the year and scored 108 points. Then has the Tigers and then the Cowboys. Um, Tigers, Cowboys, and then the Warriors. The draw is mixed. I'd be aiming for another center wing, especially since he's so high-owned. I'd be aiming for another one like Dallin. I like Dallin. But I I don't blame anyone for getting him in. Kalen Ponga. Fourth most traded in at over a million dollars. Eight hundred fifty to trade him in. Hads got in Ponga last week, and I was so against. I was like, "Come on, man, just go against the grain." You have Tedesco. You can get in Latrell, and a lot of people don't have one of these guys, and they can't because they've got Ponga. I think it was the right move, and I know Tim Williams on his podcast said exactly the same thing. He didn't want to do it, but. He bit the bullet, and I think you've kind of got to do that sometimes with these players. Caelan Ponga, I've never said he was not a good buy. I've just prioritised other things. And I think sometimes when your plans in Supercoach, when something else pops up that is important, I think you've got to drop all your plans and reevaluate because someone like Caelan Ponga can hurt you, Supercoach wise. Sean Johnson, Jesus. 149 against the Titans. He loves playing the Titans at Seabus. We should have seen this coming on the weekend. 149 points. Sean Johnson is an absolute goat. I love Sean Johnson. He is in career best form. And if you've got him and Cleary or him and Hines, you're laughing. Yeah, absolutely laughing. If you have Cleary and Moses, you're in a bit of trouble. <laughs> uh, Tino is the sixth most traded in this week. I like it. Um, the likes of Horsburgh and Tohu they're they've kind of been underwhelming haven't they and I think having someone like Tino with massive upside is a great move to get into your side if you have no other issues and I love it I absolutely love it Nathan Cleary is the next traded in at 825k this is pretty cheap for Nathan Cleary and I love it Joseph Manu number 8th running at Valens Tafari this week so I think getting in Manu this week is a good move. And the hot topic last week was, do we sell Manu? I hope you listened to our advice last week because a lot of people are rushing to get him in now, which is crazy. Dallin is the ninth at 460 people have traded him in. A lot of people going chance to Dallin. I like it. And Dave Fafida, 750K, 10th most traded in. I cannot complain with that. So we're going to head over to Instagram questions. And I put up a post earlier in the day. And we're going to answer your Instagram questions. So Kirk Burton on Instagram, best high upside replacement for CNK. It's, it's a difficult one because a lot of the high owned center wings are, um, what's the word? They're already owned. So, if you want to, if you're on a pod or someone you don't have high upside, I think Dallin's hurt by not having Chance there because I think Chance ex- executed that sweet play very nicely. So, I wouldn't be going to Dallin. I think with Newcastle and their run, I'd probably look at someone like Dane Gagai or Dominic Young, Bradman Best. Maybe we saw Bradman Best right before he got picked for Origin had that massive 150 game, and that was against the Bulldogs as well. So I think, especially this week, I like the shout of Bradman Best against the Bulldogs to back up his massive big ton against them. Kiwi Trent, 86. Who's the best three second rowers for the run home? I think Dave Fafida is no doubt number one. Tino could be number two because I think the second row depth is a bit tough this year. I would say Jermaine Hopgood, but the fact that he has a buy, if you're going, say you're buying your whole team right now, I wouldn't be buying him. I think Pat Carrigan's a nice one, playing 80 minutes. Scott Sorensen playing 70 minutes now. Don't love it as much. I think I've got to go Tino, Dave Fafita. Cartwright's doing pretty good, isn't he? I think Tino and Dave Fafita are the ones you can lock in and that third one can kind of be... I think a lot of the popular ones will average around similar to end the season. NRL Supercoach Bulls, more of general questions, but does the eight change for the rest of the year? So the current... Top eight sides in the competition. Panthers, Broncos, Warriors, Storm. You assume they don't drop out. The Raiders, Sharks, Knights, and Rabbitohs are in the eight. And just outside the eight are the Eels, Cowboys, Manly, and Roosters. I'm happy to rule out the Roosters and Manly already. Um, Cowboys and Eels. I really think the Eels make it. I think the Cowboys miss. I think they've, they're have they going to struggle without Val, and the last two weeks have proven that. The Sharks, it, it's very hard to tell. I think the Sharks are in for a massive end to the season, so I think they make it. I think the Knights make it. I think the Raiders miss out. They pretty much have to lose every game from here on out to miss the eight, but they haven't been performing that well. And with their draw of... Let me get their draw. So with the Raiders draw of Melbourne, Bulldogs, Broncos and Sharks, I think they lose three of them. They potentially win against the Bulldogs, but I think the Bulldogs can can beat them full strength. They're like The Bulldogs are at full strength at the moment. So if they lose all them games and Parramatta still have a bye to come and win maybe two or three, I think I think Parramatta push in and Canberra miss out. I don't see the Rabbitohs missing out, to be honest. jet 75 Cruz, are you trading out Drinky? I think if I had Drinky, I'd definitely trade him out. And Aussie Haster, is Sabs the Ricky Stewart of Supercoach? I'd like to say I'm not because I don't blow up when... He left it and, yeah, he he did a typical Timmy thing. I'll just say that. Um, So going over to Facebook, Jamie Dunlop, should I captain... um, I can't see the whole question. How do I do this? See details. There we go. All right. Jamie Dunlop, should I captain Moses this week? Come on, mate. You're taking the piss. Jamie, should I captain Moses this week? He's playing the Broncos, and I pretty much have to play him. I think he's going to score better than he did last week. Let's just say that. Blake DeHombre, would you run Tago and Toto in the same team if both fit? I think they both score their points very differently. Tago a lot of tackle busts, a lot of offloads, and he does have a lot of attacking stats in him. Actually, they don't score their points differently. They score a lot of the same. It's just in a different fashion is coming off the wing and Tago's kind of taking them them uh, second or third carries and also getting a lot in attacking ball. Toa only gets it in attacking ball when the play is for him to score the try and nine times out of ten he goes over. So, yeah, I, I think I would and they've got a good draw and I honestly, I think I see Penrith coming home strong because they're, they're, they're in for the third premiership, eh? Luke Clipperton with two trades left, would you go C&K to another gun centre wing or Gutho to Munster for his nice run home? Gutho to Munster for his nice run home. Munster isn't known for dominating these lower sides, but he can do it. Like, he's not like a Kalen Ponga where he plays bottom eight side and he's 100% going to turn up. Like, he could go missing because these other guys are so dominant. And with Pappy coming back, it could hurt him. <laughs> Not sure if Pappy is a name today. Um, we've got a couple of minutes still, teamly. So we will hang around and give a live reaction to that. Um, and Gutho de Munsa for the run home. I do like Gutho de Munsa. I think it banks you a bit of money. Two trades left. Oh. I don't think you hold Gutho for the run home. I think if you can go to like a Luttrell. I'd rather that. And Kyle Walters, hold 10K. Do you hold 10K? Um. I don't think you do. I think he's going to be the kind of guy that he might come back in round 27 at earliest. Uh, but I guess we'll see what happens there. Moving on to my trades this week. So obviously, CNK is a massive one. I could sell CNK. I don't think I will because I can't really get in anyone. I can get in Dane Gagai potentially. Oh. Do I get him Bradman best? Do I get him Bradman best? I was telling everyone to get him Bradman best. And let me see. Can I afford him? So where is Bradman best on the center wing list? Tyrell Sloan, Hammer, Karaz, Ewan King, Katoni Staggs. Surely he's higher than that. Bradman best, 650. I can get him Bradman best. So his last score, 152. Then they've got the Souths and the Sharks. I don't love that matchup for Bradman Best, so I don't think I'll get in Bradman Best. But, um, yeah, I don't know what trades I'm going to do. I could sell C&K, but I'm really still hoping that I can go Moses to, Moses to Hines eventually. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. I think if I've still got the trade in the last two rounds, I'll go Moses to DCE, who plays the Bulldogs. And he also has, I think, St. George... No, the Bulldogs and he's got someone else really good in the last week. So the Bulldogs and the Tigers in the last round. So I'd be looking at getting in D.C. in the last two weeks. And I think that's – I think considering my circumstances, I'm pretty happy with the players I'm playing this week. If I get to the grand final, I think that's going to be a mad pot move. Captains. I think I'm captaining Nathan Cleary straight up in the Thursday night game. I think a lot of people will be hesitant because there are some good matchups this week. There's Hines versus the Titans. There's SJ, SJ versus the Tigers. There's Cody Walker against St. George. There's Kalen Ponga against the Bulldogs. I think a lot of people will be VCing um, Nathan Cleary and going the captaincy on Ponga. I think the play is to captain Nathan Cleary, two tons in a row. I think we're going to get the big ton from Nathan Cleary this week that merely have just been hanging in there just a little bit. And I really think this is the week where he goes absolutely massive. All right. So you've heard me ramble for a bit. I've been gone for about 25 minutes and – I'm really sorry, guys, about this. This is like, this will never happen again. A solo podcast. Every time Wilfred uploads a solo podcast, I love the champions, but when he see when he when I see a solo one, I'm like, I can't listen to that. I think one of the only guys that can do a solo podcast, Adrianosaurus, and he hasn't had a podcast in a while, um, so it's a bit tricky there. Um, I hope I'm not monotone, too monotone. Uh, but just some housekeeping before the team list drop. I think we're too far away to, to stall there. But um, rate this five stars, please. Um, we'll be back next week, hot and heavy with team list news. i mean at the Daily Telegraph today. So what I'll do is I'll get the audio from there and I'll upload it straight to this. Or you can go over and watch it there on YouTube. I appreciate you guys for tuning in